Cynthia Sear is not just a blogger. She's a published horror author and also the host of a great podcast called True Hauntings and Scary Stories. Today, however, she is my guest, and she's got some great spooky stories to share with you. So if right now you're in your car, you're driving around, you're getting errands done, go ahead and stop the podcast for a while. Wait until you're home. Wait until it's dark. Turn out the lights. Pour yourself your favorite drink and let yourself get carried away. After all, the best part of hearing a scary story is getting scared. I'm Albie Robles, and I want you to scare me. I am Cynthia Sear. I'm a published horror author. I have one book on Amazon, um, Parade of Nightmares. I am a podcaster. I started with a blog, truehauntings.com, about two years ago. Actually, January 1st, 2020 is when I started my blog. And yeah, I just have had a lifetime of spooks. I grew up, basically grew up in my grandparents' very haunted house. So the paranormal has been in my life from pretty much birth. Uh, my grandparents bought a very large three-story kind of Victorian Gothic style mansion of a house in St. Augustine, Florida. And it's just extremely haunted. The family that lived there before them were ex-carnival people, and they were very reclusive. And they never let anyone in the family leave. There was a son and a daughter who were half siblings and then the mom and the stepdad. And eventually the brother and sister, um, when they got to be young teenagers, they, uh, were with each other because they didn't have any other option, I guess. And once that happened, the daughter got pregnant by her half brother and the mom kind of rushed her away um, in secret. And when she had the baby, the mom raised it as her own. And then when they, when that child grew up, believe it or not, his mother laid with him and she got pregnant a second time. But this time it was with her son who she had with her half brother. So that child was mentally handicapped and you know, had some deformities and stuff. So they kept him on the third floor as like the secret. No one knew he was even born. So at some point he started drawing attention to himself and the mom of them all, the lady of the house, she got angry and she locked up the third floor with him in it and would not let anyone tend to him any longer. And he starved to death up there. And there were claw marks in the doors and on the floor where he tried to get out. And eventually she unlocked it and she allowed her children to bury him in the backyard where we believe he still is today. So that house was just so, so haunted. He's not the only one that died there, but because other family members died of natural causes in the house. But he's the only one that we believe was murdered in the house and is probably still in the yard. So 
doors slamming, cold spots, which should never be a thing in a house in Florida that's three stories with no central heat and air, you know, cold spots are just not a thing. So those um, women's voices you can hear with your ears, lots of EVPs. I've caught a ton of EVPs in the house. So just I, I grew up around that thinking that was normal. So when I got into, say, elementary school, kids wouldn't know what I was talking about. And I'd be like, what do you mean your grandparents' house isn't haunted? Like, I thought everyone's grandparents' house was haunted. That was normal. So my life has revolved around it. And not just that, I'm so sensitive to energies. I don't know if it's because I was raised around it or if that was always my lot in life, but I've never lived in a house that wasn't haunted. And I thought it was the houses. And now I realize it's not, it's me. Like energies that are passing by, I think they notice me and they come to me. I, I'll just see random things in my own living room. And my house has no reason to be haunted. My nanny and grandpa were very religious. And I tried to convince them at some point to kind of look into their house further, the the history of it and everything. The reason they know that story is because when they bought the house, the entire family had died off and the house contained everything they owned. So diaries, journals, family photos, and she, they'd known the last family member and he actually told them those stories himself. And then neighbors that lived across the street told stories of seeing a little boy in the window on the third floor. So we know those things. Um, but I could never convince my grandparents to actually, uh, try to find him per se, they really do believe he's there. We all kind of do, but we've not actually verified it so much. My nanny has given me over the years things from her house. I have some genuine photographs of a, a few of the family members, including the lady of the house. That's what I call her. Um, my nanny wrote a book about the house. It published the same year I was born, but I can't tell anyone the name of the book or my grandparents' name or anything because my nanny included her actual address in the book. So all it would take is one Google search and you would know exactly where her house is located. So I have to say things like lady of the house and stuff so that people don't know, but yeah, it, it's a it's a big story. We believe it to be true. She did publish a book the year I was born, but she only she self-published and I think she only made a few thousand copies and you'd be hard pressed to find a copy of that book nowadays. There are, there are even family members of mine who don't have a copy of it. It's just so hard to find. She she wrote it as a fictional book. Technically it's listed as fiction, but, um, she used their journals and diaries and stuff to write it. I've been told a lot that her story, her book sounds a lot like the, the book flowers in the attic, but my nanny's book published almost a full year before flowers in the attic published. So it is physically impossible for my nanny to have copied that storyline even though they are pretty similar. I have energies attracted to me anywhere I go. So I've seen a ghost at the movie theater. 
I've seen a ghost in a bed and breakfast we stayed in. I've seen a ghost in my friend's house that she had just purchased. Um, the movie theater one is probably my favorite ghost story that I've had happen to me because it was just so cool. So I took my kids to see um, Secret Life of Pets. So that'll tell you the time frame a few years back. And it was just a big, nice movie theater that's close to our house that we always love to go to. I had absolutely no idea that it was haunted at the time. We'd been there several times before that. And we go there uh, in the middle of the movie. You know, I'm a mother of three. Um, bladder isn't what it used to be. <laughs> so I had to go to the restroom. So I go and there's no one in the hallways. I guess no movies were finishing then. So I was one of only a few people in the hallways. I go into the nearest restroom and it is empty. It's a big restroom. It's kind of long. Um, and there's nobody there but me. I go in, I go to the very first stall I come to. And then right as I'm closing and locking the door, I hear someone come in, come in behind me, but you know how the restrooms will have that heavy swinging door. So you can kind of hit it running and it'll make a big loud noise and all that. So it sounded like somebody burst into the bathroom quickly. So I took notice and I see these little child's bare feet run past underneath the stall, run past my stall and go into the one next to me. And I, my first thought is why is somebody letting their kid run around a theater with no shoes on? Like what is going on here? So the kid comes in, goes into the stall next to me. And I think it was a boy because the voice sounded like a boy and he was making little robot noises and playing. And he was like, beep, boop, boop, you know, making these noises. And he goes into the stall next to me and he starts splashing in the toilet. Now I am a germaphobe. And I, that freaked me out. So then my next thought of course is do not get that on my feet. Like just leave me alone, you know? So I ignore him and he's beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. So then he goes, what's your name? In like this robot voice. And I thought, nope, I'm not talking to this kid. He's barefoot. He's playing in the toilet. I don't want any part of it. Just leave me alone. So I ignored him. I didn't say anything. So beep, boop, boop, beep, he keeps playing and splashing. And he goes, I asked you a question. And I was like, ooh, this kid is sassy. <laughs> like, I don't, I am ignoring him. I'm not going there. So I didn't answer him again a second time. So beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. He's still goofing off. So by then I'm done and I'm, you know, preparing to leave. So he starts giggling and like laughing. And I come out of my stall and the first thing I do is whip over and look into the stall next to me. Well, the door is not closed. It's, it's partially open as it, as one would stand that way. And there's nobody in it. There's no water anywhere, but I can still hear the kid giggling and laughing, but it sounds farther away from me. It almost sounds like it's going away from me down the, down the bathroom but there's no one in the bathroom with me. And I, to that whole experience, I thought that was a real kid until the moment when I looked in the stall and saw no one was there, but I could still hear him. That was the moment when I realized uh, this is a, a paranormal experience until then I didn't know. So I washed my hands so fast, <laughs> like 
<laughs> there was no singing the alphabet or anything. I washed them very quickly and I bolted out of there. And this is the best part. So I go back to my seat, finish the movie. After it's over, I tell my husband, you're not going to believe what happened to me in the restroom. And right as he's rolling his eyes, <laughs> I see the employees walk in and they there's three younger people and then an older gentleman that are employees walking in to clean the theater. So I am not a shy person. I make a beeline to the employees and I say, hey, guys, is this theater haunted? And the three younger people, it was like a Scooby-Doo moment. They all grinned and turned to face the older gentleman. And then he gets this weird grin and walks over to me and says, oh, yeah, this place is haunted. Back before this wing of the theater was built, it was a parking lot. And a little boy got hit by a car and died in the parking lot. And then they built this wing of the theater over top of it. And so now things happen all the time and lights flicker and voices and movies will mess up. And, and I freaked out, Oh my gosh, something just happened to me in the restroom down the hall. And he said, Oh yeah, stuff happens in that restroom all the time. So I was so excited. I tried to look it up and see if I could find a record of a little boy passing away there. And I actually couldn't. But I posted the story on my blog and I actually got some people commenting, oh, yeah, I used to work at that theater. It really is haunted. That stuff does happen. So I don't know. Maybe it's true. When I, quote unquote, see a spirit or an energy, they sometimes look different. Like I saw one in my grandparents' house and that one looked like an oval, you know, how the road is shimmery and like a mirage when it's very hot on the road. It looks like wavy. It looked like that, but in the perfect shape of an oval floating in the middle of the room I was in. So I saw that. I've seen, sometimes I see them as a flash, almost like a photograph in front of my eyes. Like, like it takes over my vision for just a moment and I see a flash of it and then it's gone immediately. That happens more often than not. And then, of course, in that movie theater, I fully saw two little bare feet run past the stall. And that that was in real life. Like, I actually saw that. So it really varies. I live in central Ohio. And the movie theater incident is one town over from where we live. And we still go to that movie theater because it's a nice theater and we like it. Um, I don't live in St. Augustine, Florida anymore. We moved um, many years ago, probably nine nine years ago. So, but every time I go back, um, I every time I'm in my grandparents' house, I hit record on my cell phone, on my smartphone, and I catch EVPs almost every single time. And they are quality clear as crystal EVPs. And they're almost always comments that have to do with what we're talking about at the time. So the, it's, it's really interesting to me and I love it. I love catching stuff like that. It feels like validation for me. I would say the clearest EVP I've ever caught. Um, gosh, there's several. So I have one where I have a second cousin who didn't know all the stories of the house and so I was there that day and he was there. My nanny and another woman were outside chit-chatting and I told him, come on in, I'm going to show you all the spots of the house. 
So we go inside the house. We get about halfway up the stairs to the second floor and I remember my phone. So I stop him and I say, hey, wait, I should record this, you know, just in case. So I hit record on my phone. And right after I hit record, I say to him, okay, I hit record. So don't say anything stupid. And we chuckle, you know, we were joking around. And as I'm saying that to him, you can hear a whisper over top of me that says, what's going on? What's going on? And it's so clear you don't need headphones. It's loud. You, I can just hold my phone to your ear and you'll hear it. Hey, everyone. I'll be here. I don't usually interrupt the podcast, but in this case, this EVP that we're about to play does start with Cynthia's voice, and I didn't want it to be confusing to the listener, so I'm going to play this recording for you twice. You can clearly hear a person in the background saying the phrase, what's going on? After I've played it twice, I'm going to play it a third time. For that third one, I tried to use a little bit of audio cleanup, uh, removing some background noise, and I tried to bring up the volume of just that voice. So remember, the original recording two times, and then the enhanced version. I hit record, so don't say anything stupid. I hit record, so don't say anything stupid. I hit record, so don't say anything stupid. Well, I thought it was pretty clear. Now back to Cynthia. I have a good one. So shortly after my husband and I got married, my husband, we've been married for almost 24 years now, and he does not believe in the paranormal at all. Still, even though things have finally happened to him at this point, he still won't go as far as to say it's paranormal or maybe it is or whatever. So shortly after we got married, we got married very young and it was going to be his birthday. And I decided I am going to convince him like I'm going to convince him that the paranormal is real. So we were still in St. Augustine, Florida, which is a very haunted town, big time. So I found the most haunted bed and breakfast in St. Augustine. And then I called them and I requested the most haunted room in their haunted bed and breakfast. And I booked it (laughs) and I decided I'm going to show him that ghosts are real So I booked it. We stayed there. It's a beautiful inn. It's called the St. Francis Inn. And we stayed in Lily's room. If you ever want to look it up, they, they advertise their haunting all the time. So yeah, check it out. But, um, so we stayed there and it went fine. Well, and and this is going to sound terribly romantic, right? But it was wrestling night that night. (laughs) And my husband was really into wrestling, professional wrestling. So I fell asleep while he was watching that. Okay. So they had told me a few ghost stories before we, we got there. Um, and one of them was that this ghost likes to mess with women's makeup. So I took every bit of makeup that I owned and I put it in a Ziploc bag that was clear and I put it in a chair on the opposite side of the room from where the bed was. And I thought, you know, if this ghost wants to mess with it, then it's over there, you know, not near me. And so I left it there and forgot about it, honestly. So I fell asleep while he was watching TV. He must have gone to bed at some point. And then in the middle of the night, I wake up, but here's the thing. I, I woke up halfway. I like to sleep kind of with the covers up to my neck and I, um, 
I woke up with them not at my neck. And I think what happened is that the covers were pulled off of me. But because I was asleep, I can't tell you for sure, but I feel like that's what happened. So I stirred. I realized the covers were not up. So I pulled them back up and turned on to my side. Moments later, just a moment later, I feel this really hard slap on the back of my neck, like somebody popped me in the neck to wake me up. I flip over. I'm instantly awake, right? So I'm just laying there like, what was that? Trying to process what is happening. And I hear this noise and it's a very quiet rustling noise. So I kind of peek up out of bed and look across the room. And in the moonlight from the window, I can see that that plastic bag with my makeup in it is moving. It's like barely moving, shifting in the chair. And that's the rustling noise that I'm hearing. So I'm just laying there thinking, great, you know, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't want to say anything or cause any, um, bring any attention to myself. So I'm laying there and then I realize it's the middle of the night. I fell asleep by accident. So I didn't pee first. So all my stories have to do with peeing. I don't know why that is. So I had to pee. <laughs> so I try waking up my husband. He sleeps like a rock. So I can barely even get him awake. I wake him up enough for him to turn on the little dimmer switch so that there's a little light. Not much, but a little. And then he's passed out again, snoring and all. So I'm like, great. The other story that they told me is that one of the cleaning ladies got trapped in that bathroom for three hours and there's no lock on the door. She was in there cleaning and the door shut and nobody could get it open for three hours. So I have that story in my head and I need to pee and there's a ghost in the room. <laughs> so I creep out of bed and they've got this big, heavy armchair and I scoot it and I open the door all the way and I scoot it in front of the door so that it would at least be very difficult for an energy to close the door on me. And I go and I kid you not, I was hovering over that toilet in full running stance. If I had heard a pin drop, I it would have been a mess. I would have taken off. So I was able to use the restroom. Everything was fine. Get back in bed. And I basically spent the rest of the night laying there listening to my makeup shift every every couple minutes. I didn't get any sleep after that. So the next day we leave. He still doesn't know it's haunted. I hid all that from him. And I call the place and I tell them what happened to me. And the lady laughs and she says, oh, honey, that ghost only haunts women. <laughs> And I was like, well, that would have been good information to know before I tried to convince my husband of it. I'm already convinced. I know ghosts exist. I didn't need all that confirmation. <laughs> this stuff happens to me all the time. I always joke that if you want to know if your house is haunted, just invite me over. I'll let you know. <laughs> If you want to check out my podcast or blog, you can get pretty much anywhere you want to be by going to truehauntings.com. I have a link there to my Facebook group that I'm very active on. We just post a lot of memes and silliness in there. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, just check out truehauntings.com. That'll take you wherever you want to be. Do you want to try to scare me? If you've had or have heard about a paranormal experience you'd like to share, or if the area you live in has a particularly scary legend or lore, 
I want to hear it. Send an email to scareme at albirobblesvoice.com. Scare Me is produced by Albi Robles Voice and features original music by Adam Clifton. Additional sound beds are provided by Stephen D. Voiceovers. You can follow us on social media. We are Scare Me Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For voiceover booking information or to inquire about having your own podcast produced, go to www.albiroblesvoice.com.